With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. I am Noah Hiles. He is Alex Stumpf. And Alex. We already said that Rob Manfred listens to the podcast, but apparently the Pirates pitching staff does as well. So uh, if anyone else listens, hey, Ben Sherrington, you know, you have not acquired Mike Trout in your career here. You, you know, and you, you're not going to do it. That's a problem. Because anytime we directly call someone out, it seems like they respond. Um, well, not directly, because we, we've said this team is bad yeah. copious amounts of times, and that has not resulted in many victories but the pirates get a victory today uh what what i from what i saw you and dayon were there covering it um they said it was the best win of the season that's what that's what uh a couple people were on the record saying and it was a good one and it was one they needed big time with with morale pretty damn low on an eight game losing streak the season just limping to the finish line um steven brault pitched the game of his life. Yeah, I mean, this was the best game he's ever pitched, and uh, this is in the story I wrote. He just turned his brain off for it. He's like, okay, well, stalls, whatever you want to throw down, I'm going to just throw. And, you know, it worked. And so much of the discussion around him this year that whenever we've had these Zoom calls has been about how he's not been attacking hitters the way that he wanted to, that he's a guy who – knows whenever he goes through his motions, he wants to use his athleticism. He hasn't been able to really do that this year. He's been overthinking. So he just turned his brain off. I mean, sometimes it can be just as simple as that. And I'm not saying that's viable, you know, all the way going through, but it's a reset. I mean, this is the best way to reset. And regardless of how these, I think he has two starts remaining over the course of the rest of the season, it's, it's a good thing to go into the offseason with this in your back pocket. This was the best game that he has pitched as a major leaguer. I, I don't know how you can dispute it. And it was just a nice moral victory, I think, for the Pirates as well. Um, in a year where there haven't been many positives. Uh, and, you know, when there have been positives, they're normally followed up by a negative, which could happen today in the doubleheader. Um, but enjoy it. You know, that, that's one thing that we'll look back on a couple years from now even and say, hey, Stephen Brault had a night that night. And regardless of how his career goes, I mean, a complete game in the big leagues is a complete game in the big leagues. And he did it against a team that's trying to sneak their way into the MLB playoffs. So that was an impressive thing for him. Uh, and it was also nice to see other guys contributing, guys who struggled, mm-hmm. like Polanco hitting that three-run bomb. Um, yeah, just a, just a good night for, for fans, good night for – Media, you know, nice to write. It's always nice to write about a win. I don't care, you know, how unbiased you're supposed to be. It's it's just more fun when the team you're covering wins. It just is, you know. It makes it makes your job a little bit more enjoyable. 
Um, and most importantly, not most importantly, but it was a good night to be a player for the Pirates. Not that I know what that's like, but it's it's got to be frustrating to just, you know, lose frustrating way after frustrating way, getting shut out by the Reds ending that series, getting swept in four games after – you know, Kansas City sweeps you as well. That 0-7 road trip or what is that 0-7? That was 0-7, yeah. Yeah. And then you come home, you get a win, and final home stand of the year. Maybe create some positive mojo, maybe spoil some uh champagne showers. So that's always nice to see. Um Alex, what were your overall takeaways from the victory itself? Uh the big one for me for Brault, I mean the besides the turning off the brain was the changeup how good that pitch was all night. Like they swung at it. I'm pretty sure at these numbers, 16 times they swung at it. 10 of them were whiffs, one foul ball, and then five outs on the balls that they put in play. I mean, it's as good of a pitch as he's ever had. And if you look at him, like the fastball was working, the changeup was really working. He didn't really have the slider as good as we've seen it at points this season. So he was really leaning on that pitch, especially facing six or seven uh, Cardinal hitters. That's a, big, that's a big thing, I think, for Steven going forward because we, we've seen him succeed relying on the fastball even a comical amount, you know, whenever he threw it 70 times. Yeah, in Colorado, yeah. In Colorado, just, you know, you want to talk about throwing, turning your brain off of, okay, I'm going to throw a fastball, you know, <laughs> just do that for six innings. But, no, this is an encouraging start. This is – I, I know it's a completely apples to oranges situation, but I, I'm thinking back to how he finished last year. Yeah. And how poorly that went down the stretch. And like I said, these last two starts, it kind of doesn't matter. He's going to be going in with a good taste, going into the offseason with a good taste in his mouth. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, Steven's had a decent year. I mean, he's had a couple yeah. bad outings previously, but some of those really weren't his fault. I mean, he's he's racked up a lot a high pitch count early on in a lot of his starts, but some of that is just a product of bad defense. Uh, I mean, he doesn't allow a lot of home runs. He's not – over the last two years, he's been their most consistent starting pitcher. I don't really think – Which is wild to which say. Which is wild to think about, yeah. yeah, but I don't really think a counterargument could be made. So – Good for him. Good for the team. Whoa, 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 whoa. Consistent. I mean, we, we could say someone like Nick Kingham or someone like that. Just not consistent. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he's got jokes now. Alex the Comedian. All right. <laughs> we're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to talk about another member of the Pirates pitching staff and uh, what we'd like to see from him in 2020, or if we'll see him at all. Find out who we're talking about when we return. Second segment of the show, Alex, we talked about Stephen Brault uh, being the best starting pitcher for the Pirates in the past couple of years. Uh, the guy who probably held that title before him could be making a comeback before this season comes to an end. Yes, uh, you wrote about this. I believe it was I, I on Wednesday. Oh, yeah, I know. And he's like, I can't believe we're talking about this. Jamison yeah. Tyone wants to come back and pitch before the season is over. And this sounds crazy, but the guy's throwing simulated games. Uh, and he had his surgery how long ago? Probably like 14, 15 months ago? Yeah, in so August last year. It's not necessarily a crazy thing when you think about it in the sense where the timetable isn't that far off than what it would be normally. 
Um, and the guy wants to do it. What do they have to lose as far as putting him out there and if he gets clobbered? Uh, I know Alex has a lot of thoughts on what they have to lose from this. I'll let you go ahead and tell me why. Yeah, they, what they have to lose is Jamison Tyon if it ends up going through. And, you know, this is, this is coming from uh, Todd Tomzik, the director of sports medicine for the Pirates. And, and knowing JMO, he is 100%, you know, I, I, I was not at all shocked whenever he's like, he's really lobbying. It's like, yeah, it sounds like JMO, which is why I ended up writing it up. Um, but it's the second Tommy John. So it's not really 14 months recovery. You're looking at 16 to 18 months recovery in, in that scenario for the second Tommy John. Uh, the way that it works out scheduling wise is that he's got, he threw on, I believe it was Tuesday. He threw on Tuesday. He, if you go five days from there, that means he would throw again Sunday. And that's supposed to be his last schedule, you know, big throw. Then it's time to deload. The argument would be, well, if you put him on another five day rotation, he could theoretically throw again and you could do that throwing during a major league game. I, I get how it would work out scheduling. It's not 100% completely off the table, but I would say it's like 99.9. <laughs> it's, I mean, Tyron has done a great job. Only good things, I've only heard good things about him coming back from this rehab and how he's approached it, the work that he's been able to do. It's only been good in that regard, but do you really want to risk over a year's worth of work for one outing? And it's no, it's no. Tyon's been lobbying, you know, all, all of 2020, more or less. You know, like, hey, you know, if everything goes right, let's see if I can get an outing out there. It's, it's not going to happen because it's not about 2020. It's about the next seven years of his career. Wouldn't the same risk apply to him just throwing live BPs, though? In bullpen sessions and simulated you don't, games? You don't have the adrenaline going during the live. I mean, you have some, but not as much as, you know, Fair. looking out there and seeing all those empty seats. Seeing Francisco Lindor at the plate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would love to see them just start him one and let him go one inning. And then you just bring in whoever because yeah. it's the final weekend of the year and who cares, you know, and you just pitch whoever and get clobbered or whatever. But, yeah, I'd love to just see him start, pitch one inning, and that would be it. I think that that would be probably the best moment of the season. And it's, you talked about ending on a high note with Brault. That would be ending on a high note with the entire team, just morale-wise. Even if he gets shelled, just seeing J-Mo out there again, knowing we got him coming back in 2021, and he's going to be good. Well, they know they got – They've got him coming back in 2021. Uh, still don't know if he's going to be a starter, if he's going to be a reliever. Mm-hmm. But if he's going to be throwing – he threw two innings on Tuesday. He's got to throw three innings on Sunday. That kind of sounds like, well, you know, that's the baby steps of a starter workload. Yeah. Not necessarily that it's going to happen, but, you know, they aren't rolling that out at the very least. Uh, I don't know. It, as, a, as a baseball fan – and someone who knows everything that China has gone through, not just with this Tommy John, but, you know, the cancer being hit in the head with a line drive, the hernia, like everything that's going on from his point of view. As, as a baseball fan, the heart says yes. Like, get him out there, even if it's just for one inning, you know, let him 
know that he made it out there. Whenever we look back at the baseball card of Jameson Tyon years from now, well, he did pitch in 2020. It's not going to have that, you know, line, did not pitch, injured. But every, every part of my brain is screaming, no, do not do this. Do not do this. And I, I know the Pirates are in the same point of view. Todd Tomzik has been absolutely glowing about his rehab this entire time. And I, I don't know if Todd will admit it, but you could tell part of him is like, man, I really wish he could go out there and pitch right now. But he's, he, he has to be objective about it because it's about the next seven years of time. That's what it, you're supposed to get if you do a Tommy John surgery right. Let us know in the comments what you would like to see. Because I think that there are two – I think that similar to our opinions, you have fans that are emotional – and they want to see him trot out there, but there's also fans that are more calculated, I guess you could say, uh, like, like you, um, as on the show anyway, just, you know, go with your brain here. There's no, no, no sense in taking, is it worth risking it? One inning of baseball? I think it is. I think it would be a big, I think it would be a big thing. So I, I, I would be willing to see it. I mean, it, depending on how this, three-inning live simulation game goes. You know, yeah, if, he, if, he, yeah, if he doesn't do well there, then no, screw that. Just, just shut him down. Enjoy your offseason, JMO. Let's get after it in 2021. Uh, but if he looks good, I'm willing to give him one inning. I mean, the guy worked hard. It would mean a lot to not only him, but to the entire team and to the fan base too. Give him something to watch in the final three games of the season whenever they would – put him in there against Cleveland so that's what I want we want to hear what you have to say sound off in the comment section or tweet at us uh we appreciate by the way all of the fan interaction we do get I mean we we're doing a daily podcast for a team that's 15 and 34 uh that improved to 15 and 34 that improved and just had their best game of the season yesterday on Thursday so before that (laughs) I mean it's been a bumpy road and the fact that we have consistent people commenting on our, our, on our site that we have people engaging us on social media. Um, you know, I've had people tell me in person, I don't know about you, Alex, uh, saying that they really enjoy the show. It means a lot. And so keep, keep that up. Obviously it makes, puts, puts a smile on our face, but it also, I think makes the show better knowing that people are listening and people, what people want to hear about um, as we move into the final week of the season, Alex, one more week of the 2020 season. Can you believe it? I, I actually can't believe it. I can't believe it, 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 as amazing as it sounds, because whenever we got the story, we didn't have, you know, your DK radio sports radio was, you know, in it's baby steps. <laughs> it was approached like, Hey, you want to do a weekly podcast? Sure. And then it became, well, why don't we make it daily? So I, 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 part of me is actually kind of amazed that we did this daily and, and most of the credit, all the credit goes to you on that there have been times wherever you needed to do a, a segment or even a whole show on your own organizing stuff this, this is all Noah's doing I just show up and talk yeah I'm, I'm pretty great I'm not gonna lie no thank you uh, it's a team effort and it, it, it's an effort for everybody that makes this station work I mean uh other people have done solo shows too I mean Dan does one every day uh we all work hard to make this work so So for Alex signing off, I'm Noah Hiles saying follow us on social media and hit that subscribe all button. And we will see you next week, final week of the season here on DK Sports Radio.